This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sunday night is when the Cowboys get their season started. They travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, <laughs> opening a new stadium with I would imagine no fans in that stadium being in California where they've been pretty strict with the coronavirus rules. But uh, joining me right now to talk a little Cowboy football and get uh, any Cowboy fans out there ready for the season. We know there are a lot of you out there. Um, John Mashoda, who covers the Cowboys for the Athletic, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It, it is kind of interesting how you just mentioned that about there aren't going to be any fans at SoFi Stadium when they open that. And in Dallas, it's the complete opposite. They're probably going to have the most fans when they have home games. So uh, it's going to be a weird way. They're going to, the Cowboys are going to start the season on the road with no fans, and then they're going to come to AT&T Stadium. And I don't, they haven't said how many fans they're going to have yet there for home games, but uh, they're definitely going to have fans there. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, John, because I'm I'm based out of Houston, so the Texans already said they're not going to have any fans at least for the first home game, which is Week Two against the Baltimore Ravens. But that, as long as you bring it up, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about because Jerry Jones has been one of the more vocal owners when it comes to wanting to have as many fans in the stadium as he possibly can. Even really recently, intimating that he'd love to have a hundred percent. Uh, attendance in the stadium. We know that some of the local laws surrounding coronavirus by health officials and so forth are going to govern some of this. But, yeah, what's your sense on that? What's your sense on what the first home game for the Cowboys is going to look and feel like? <laughs> to be honest with you, I think it could be kind of wild because my thinking on all of this is, so there's no other places that have really done this. So this is going to be the first kind of a venue like this where they're going to be allowing – however many fans. So the max on AT&T Stadium, they, they put it at roughly 80,000, even though it's standing room only. They can certainly get to 100,000. But if they have the max at 80, so people would say, oh, 50%, which is what you know the governor's allowing in Texas right now, that puts you at 40. But Jerry Jones doesn't anticipate it being that many. He did say he's anticipating roughly 3,000 workers being at the game. So I don't know if there's going to be 10,000 fans, 15,000 fans. You know, I don't know how much of a difference that makes on the field in terms of like how loud can maybe 15,000 people get. I don't know how much of a, you know, advantage or disadvantage that's going to be for the Cowboys. I'm just interested in from the fan standpoint is, you know, are they doing like, if they're doing these temperature checks when fans are coming in, uh, what if the, the machine's off and it says that you're over a hundred degree temperature and then you're not getting into the game if you spend all this money on this ticket. And then, and then you're going to have fans in the stands that like, Obviously, fans are going to want to cheer, and I find it hard to believe that every single fan is going to cheer with a mask on. So then if a fan takes a mask off, then are you going to get other fans in other sections yelling to them to put their mask back on? And then that person's yelling to them, why don't you come over here and put my mask on for me? You know, like I just think that it's going to be interesting the way that this whole thing is going to go, go down because uh, 
Uh, we just haven't really seen anything like that with the NBA being in a bubble, NHL being in a bubble, and then MLB not having any fans. Uh, you know, uh, I just think it's going to be a very interesting thing to see how this how this thing whole works out. But you know, Jerry said it wouldn't be it wouldn't be half uh, because he wants to make sure that everyone's distance in that. But uh, it remains to be seen, and, and he said he's not going to announce the number until that night. Yeah, it could be a viral video bonanza, no doubt about that. John Mashota of The Athletic joining me on the program. He covers the Dallas Cowboys. So, John, we saw yesterday Deshaun Watson got his big contract extension done. We know Patrick Mahomes got his done earlier this summer. Um, what's the? Is there any drama surrounding the Dak Prescott situation, or is it you know pretty much it's franchise tag, and we know that nothing can happen in season, so it's not really a big topic right now? It's not in terms of them being able to do anything about it, but there certainly is drama connected to it because this deal should have been done by now. And Mm -hmm. so now the longer you wait, obviously the price just keeps going up higher and higher. And I just remember being at training camp a year ago. So we're talking about, I don't know, 13 months ago. And there was a report out that it could potentially be as high as $40 million per year. And that was considered laughable at the time. And, and now you're looking at what these other guys are getting. You're like, you wait till the end of the season and with the weapons Dak has and this offense that they have with Mike McCarthy, like, I mean, he's set up to have a career year. Like he's not going to all of a sudden take less is he's got, he's got an agent that is known for not taking deals like this, you know? So while I see the Deshaun Watson contract get done and then I go on, you know, you're on Twitter and you see all these memes saying like how, you know, Dak must be like so upset about this. If I'm Dak Prescott, I'm loving this because my price tag just keeps going up and up because the market keeps going up and up. I mean, heck, if I'm Dak, I want Lamar Jackson to sign between now and at the end of the season. So uh, the Cowboys are adamant that he is their guy, that he is their franchise quarterback for the for like the long term future. They want him to be the Cowboys quarterback for the rest of his career. Jerry and Steven have both said that. They both are adamant that they don't need to see any more from him. That's a big storyline. People think that oh, they're not, they haven't signed him yet because they, they're not completely sold on him. That, that's not what I've, I've been hearing, whether it's on the record or off the record. It's certainly they, they are all in on Dak Prescott. It's just they haven't been able to come yet together on the numbers. Stephen Jones says it's been close, but you know, uh, we'll have to wait till January until anything can get done. But, uh, but no, there's always going to be drama until this contract gets finalized. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they've certainly given the weapons with which to succeed, John. You know, between, you know, between, you know, signing Zeke Elliott to that big contract last year, they signed Amari Cooper to his big contract. He's still got most of that offensive line intact in front of him, and they draft Ceedee Lamb with the seventeenth overall pick. What are the reports on Ceedee Lamb out of camp so far? I'll tell you what. I went in to these camp practices being like, you know, we need to be temper the expectations there. You know, just because he went from high school to college didn't redshirt and just hit the ground running. And then he played with three different quarterbacks in college and it seemed to be a seamless transition. You know, there's a big enough a jump to the NFL. It's not going to be that easy, but man, you see him out on the field. I'll tell you, the only reason that you would know that he's a rookie is because that they haven't given those guys the stars on their helmet yet, which they'll get this week. Because other than that, like when you watch their practices, like he's, he's never out of place. Uh, he makes the tough catches. And, and, and the wild thing is that he can get those jump ball type catches but then he also does the stuff, the down the field and, and breaking tackles. Like, he doesn't really have, like, a weakness. He's not just one or the other. He's not just a – I mean, he's going to get most of his work in the slot because, really, you have Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. You're pretty much set on the outside, and, and he'll get some run on the outside as well. But you're really still in that spot that got vacated with Randall Cobb going to Houston, who was generally in the slot. And so that's where CD's probably going to get most of his work. But it's like they can just use him in so many different ways. And, and I mean, yeah. just – the, the end arounds, the jet sweeps, things like that. They're going to have him as their punt returner. 
Uh, he's going to touch the ball a, a ton, and, and he's done nothing in practice throughout all of the training camp races we've been allowed to see to make you pump your brakes. Like, he will be in the uh, rookie of the year conversation as long as he stays healthy. Interesting. He's a really good player. He was so good at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in that offense. John Mashoda of The Athletic joining me on the show. Are you surprised, John, that the Cowboys didn't go after Earl Thomas? I am, yes, very surprised because, and it's not so much of, so I was standing outside the locker room in, in 2017 when after they, the Cowboys had lost to the Seahawks, here comes Earl Thomas, you know, jogging to the Cowboys locker room, which is something I've never seen in my life, another player go to another team's locker room. And, I, and I'm standing right there. I can hear him say to Jason Garrett, you know, if you guys ever get a chance, come get me. And I was just like wow. blown away. Like I couldn't believe this was happening right in front of me. And, uh, and so the, the, the pieces have always, you know, there's always been the connection there. So you, you fast forward to now, and yeah, you don't have Jason Garrett. And then obviously Chris Richard was the DB coach then, and then D, defensive coordinator. And he fit in because he was with uh, Earl as, as a coach on that Legion of Boom defense. And so you're thinking, oh, this makes perfect sense. But then, obviously, there's been some problems with Earl uh, behind the scenes and things like that, and obviously he's getting older. So that stuff all factors in, but then it all comes back to safety is without question the weakest spot in this Cowboys roster. It's like there is no doubt that he fits in and and instantly improves, Hmm. regardless of what he does off the field or in team meetings or punching teammates in practice and things like that. Like he's just more talented than any of the players they have, but – um, I am surprised because you know what that is that is such a what people would say a cowboys move uh, let's go out and get this big name guy and let's try and make this thing work um, but I, I think that they've done their due diligence and certainly it not working out in Seattle and then in Baltimore those are two very well run organizations I think I think those have factored in as well but yeah no to answer your question yes I'm very surprised that they haven't pulled the trigger there John, we know that Jerry Jones has been one of the more vocal owners about how he feels about the national anthem do we know? If there's any sort of plans for the Cowboys players to do any sort of demonstration um, during the, the games when they start up this coming weekend? So Don Terry Poe, who they signed in March, uh, their defensive tackle, who obviously is with Carolina, uh, he has said that he plans to kneel. And so if mm-hmm. he does, that'll be the first player uh, that the Cowboys have had that, have, that has kneeled during the national anthem. Uh, they did kneel together as a team before the national anthem, uh, a few years back before they played the Cardinals uh, in Arizona. And then they all stood together for, for when the anthem started. And so, uh, but this is a different Jerry Jones now. He hasn't, I mean, he'll tell you, he obviously wants all of his players to stand. That's his stance. That's how he's always been. He's probably been the most vocal about that of any NFL owner, maybe any owner in sports. Um, but you mm-hmm. can tell that he, he is more understanding now than ever. He understands what's going on in the country and um, he, you know, he's more, he, the word he keeps using is grace. I'm going to have grace. And in that way, almost a, an understanding of where before it was thought, hey, if you kneel during the anthem and you're a Dallas Cowboys player, you're probably not going to have a job next week because this is like, this is a line you just can't cross with Jerry Jones. I don't see that happening now. He seems uh, a lot more understanding to it now. He knows that, um, you know, that obviously there's going to be, he's going to hear, backlash from fans Cowboys fans that that don't believe any player should ever kneel during the anthem but um he, he he's adamant lately he just wants to deal with it with grace and, and understanding uh and seeing both sides and that's just completely different than what we had heard from Jerry Jones you know uh, uh, last year and even two three years ago John we got about 45 seconds uh over under 10 wins for the Cowboys which which side you got I'm going to go over. Um, I think that I think they. I mean, I, I would put them right in the 10, 11 win range. I think they should be right there. 
competing for the division against the Eagles. And, you know, they didn't bring in Mike McCarthy to just kind of rebuild this thing and maybe get it together. They brought him in with a veteran coaching staff, and they've made a lot of these veteran moves in the offseason because they're, they're set to make a, a Super Bowl run. And if they don't, it'll be a disappointment. So that's the goal. Um, whether or not they reach it, I don't know. But, yeah, this should be a double-digit win season. And if it's not, that's a, that's a huge disappointment. I agree with you. I just I don't think much of the rest of that division. Above all else, I think that division schedule is going to be easier than it normally has been, and I think that offense in, in Dallas is going to be really, really fun to watch. John Mashota of The Athletic, he covers the Dallas Cowboys. John, really appreciate you making time on a Sunday. Um, let's get ready for week one, man. Enjoy the season. Absolutely, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 